You're listening to Prince Street Talk, the Lancaster Barnstormers podcast. Now, here's Mike and Tom. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new season of Prince Street Talk. Tom and Mike coming to you live from Clifford Magazine Stadium, of course, recorded live. Same difference. We're live. We're live. Yeah, That's what matters. We're also joined by our special guest, Kirk. Yes. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, so I, I, well, this is a very special show. It is. It will be the only show. It's a two-parter, so it won't be the only show. But it will not be about just the Lancaster Barnstorm. Not at all. It is a Atlantic League preview. Yes, and we're doing that just because, you know, the season hasn't officially started yet. And no. what we want to do is just a preview show looking at all the teams and how they've looked uh, coming into the season. Yes, I've combed through the teams. Oh, you have. I've done a lot. Well, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting league, I should say, to like kind of uh, try to do a ranking of before. So I did do rankings, but a lot of it doesn't have to do with the players on the teams because that's going to fluctuate so much during the season. We've talked but, about that many times. I mean, last season, how numbers really don't matter for the first you know, five weeks or so. It really changed so much, like you said. Yeah, and, and in this league, a lot of different things matter, and I'm going to get into that, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it as well. well I'm looking we, forward to it. We have a lot of segments for each team. Well, yes. And here's the first team. Are you ready for number? I'm, I'm ready, Mike. The lowest-ranked team. What would you say would be the lowest-ranked team coming in? Considering all of the stuff you said last year about I was, Camden, I'd have to say Camden. You would say Camden. I would say Camden. And you would be correct. Hey! Camden is, I think, going to be the worst team this year. And now, each segment, we're going to start off with what sitcom that team is like coming into this year. Huh. What sitcom? And that falls into a segment we did last season on ranking sitcoms. Now we're kind of morphing the two worlds together. Yes. I like that. And Camden's sitcom is The Secret Diaries of Desmond Pfeiffer. <laughs> Remember that great one? <laughs> the Secret Diaries of Desmond Pfeiffer. The P is not silent. <laughs> Now, you're probably wondering, what the heck is that? I would really like to know about that show. That show is, it had the guy, I forget the guy's name, from Boston Legal. He's a good actor, but he was uh, a freed slave working for Abraham Lincoln. This is a sitcom. (laughs) Working for Abraham Lincoln, and it was basically based on that. So they had a lot of, like, Mary Todd fat jokes. It was very, Mary Lincoln Todd fat jokes. It was very odd. That sounds strange. Was this in black and white era? No, this was in the 90s. I'm so confused. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't on for long, but it was a show where the concept is interesting, but it's something that doesn't make any sense to do. You can't do a sitcom about uh, Abraham Lincoln doing like jokes about, oh, Mary Lincoln Todd, she's going to sink the Potomac if she goes in there. Like jokes like that. That was one. It's like, so that reminded me <laughs> of the Camden River Sharks. And why is that? Because it's an idea that, yeah, kind of makes sense, but it doesn't. You're going to put a team into a very, you know, a city where you can't really develop a fan base. Oh, come on. You can't. Okay, you can't develop. There's good people in Canada. No, there are good people, but the fans that are there are people that really have an affiliation with the Phillies, and they're looking for maybe a cheaper alternative. They're not actually fans of the team. There are fans of the team, but I don't think there's many fans of the team as there are for Lancaster. We're we're going to get backlash. Or Sugarland. I don't care. I think it's absolutely true that that Camden – fan base isn't as strong and it's because it's just it's it shouldn't be there there's so much stig- stigma with camden there really is you can't say there isn't stigma with camden 
and to, I know it's to try to revitalize the city. You know, it's really to try to get, you know, everything kind of going, make the waterfront viable, and it has. But I just feel that trying to get players, very good players, to go to Camden is very difficult because they're looking at different landscapes. Sugarland, a very good, very tempting landscape to go to. Lancaster, very nice, you know, nice city. York is a nice city as much as it's our rival. Camden doesn't really have that going for it. They already start with a liability. They already start with a handicap. And it makes it difficult. Camden has never won a championship. I think that plays a huge factor, and that's why I have them last. And that's why they're usually last is because they have all these things. The front office does a good job. They do a lot of cool promotions. It's a great stadium. It really is. They've done a lot of good layouts. But it's just it has all these handicaps, and it's difficult. And I do feel bad for the team in the city, and there are fans there. And I do feel bad for the fans because it's a very small support system. And then the rest are just people who are just kind of Phillies fans. And that's another point. The Phillies are going to probably be very bad this year. They're not off to a hot start. So that's going to trickle down. Not a lot of interest in the Phillies. Not a lot of interest in baseball for the, uh, you know, the casual fan. I think all that plays an important factor. I agree. So does that mean you feel bad for the Lincoln show? The Lincoln show? No, not really. I feel bad for the actor, though, because he was a good actor. (laughs) The main guy. But it was a show that just did not belong where it was. It did not belong. It was like a show that had an idea, and it kind of made sense, but it needs a that. little bit of tweaking. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been done, but it needs a little bit of tweaking. All right. So how Slavery about- to me isn't funny. <laughs> how about the second team? No, no. We're not done. The second. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> now what we're going to do oh. is, well, you, do you have any opinions on Camden? I, 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 I would like to say that, you know... We don't hate the location. No, no, no. Well, it's here's the thing. I I see what you're saying. And the truth of the matter is I don't hate Camden. I'm just saying that it it makes it. I'm not saying it's even a bad thing. I'm just saying it makes it difficult to win. Sure. Because of the fan base. Not not only because of the fan base. Not not, the main factor is I don't think players. That's not a like a hot location. This is a weird minor league team. Other minor league teams. Hey, you're going to Camden. If this was affiliated, yeah, you have to go to Camden. Were you going to say no to a promotion from single A to double A? I don't want to go to double A because it's in Camden. No, of course you're going to go. When it's non-affiliated ball, you get a choice. I don't know if everybody's going Camden. It's their first destination, second destination, eighty fifth destination. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's just my opinions. But so I've obviously thought a lot about this and put some uh, thought into it, know the league a bit. Kirk does not know the league at all. So I want to see if it's what his rankings are of each team. I'm going to say mine and say, so this is the last, ranked the last, seventh. I want to see where you will have Camden ranked right now. This is Kirk's segment. All right, well, I want to preface this by saying I have not seen a single game, read a single thing. The only information I have about this league has come from this podcast. Uh-oh. That's not going to help him. Uh-oh. That being said, unfortunately, I agree with Mike. I put Camden last. Wow. Wow. It was mostly because I don't believe in River Sharks. Oh, he's just going by the logo. Let's see. <laughs> okay, Wait a by, second. By the team mascot itself. Okay. He has a bat in his... Oh, the bat's broken. Yeah, that makes sense. He's playing bat? No, bat isn't The bat broken. is broken in their logo? I don't think the bat's bad broken. bad planning if it no. was. All right, so you want next? Are Go we just it. going right into the next one? Uh, yeah. So the next one is the Bridgeport Bluefish. And what sitcom do you think the Bridgeport Bluefish would be? Is Scrubs. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, this is going to get interesting. So you have... You have 
You have them as sixth. I have them as sixth. In the, in the, in the bottom seven. Yes. And you have them associated with Scrubs. Why is that? Well, Scrubs is a show that's been around a long time. Or was around a long time. It's no longer on the air. Scrubs is a show that had a lot of um, critical success. Commercial success every now and then. But they were always in fear of cancellation. They were always in fear that this was the end of the road. <laughs> and I feel like that may be happening a little bit with uh, Bridgeport. I feel like there's a little fear of you know the finances and everything like that. That's the difference. Camden has actually run well financially. I think they're doing fine that way. I really do. But Bridgeport, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough fan base there as well. There are some different you know, areas and, and things to do around there. There's other teams in that location. So, you know, it's difficult to, like, kind of attract the fan base. I think they do have a good fan base. They have been successful in previous years. But I think it's like Scrubs. I think they can be successful. It wouldn't surprise me this year, even if they were successful. It's just that I do think, you know, the lingering kind of the off-the-field issues of, hey, uh, you know, what's the checking account look like kind of may, you know, play a factor. Absolutely. That's huge in this league, too. Like you said, affiliated ball is so much different because of, again, the affiliation and the money that you're bringing in from that. An unaffiliated ball in this league in particular, money is huge. And it's it really – you're given a certain amount at the beginning of the season. It really depends on what you do with it, uh, how successful you are. And I think you're right. Bridgeport is showing a little bit of struggle in how they handled that finance. Um, so I would agree with that. But the Scrubs I, – I think Scrubs still has a bigger fan base to represent. Like, like you said, it, it was always kind of living in the shadows of getting canceled. But I think it had a larger following than – Bridgeport would represent. What would you say? Do you have an example off the top of your head? Gosh, no. <laughs> news Radio was the one I was going to go to, but I didn't know. See, I'd go a little radio. more with, with that route then. Yeah, Just News Radio is well known, but not as well known as yeah, Scrubs. Yeah. News Radio as well, uh, critically acclaimed, but it always was in fear of cancellation, eventually did get canceled. Part, in part, too, because of the untimely death of Phil Hartman. Yes. Not that I think. You know, that's going to happen to the Bridgeport, but I just there I don't I not even sure how bad it is, but it is just it is a weird league where it's basically you're on your own. Yeah, exactly. You're like the 19 year old kid that didn't go to college and you're just trying to figure things out. Yeah, that's this league. That's interesting. Okay, I like that one. You like that one. Let's see if Kirk liked it and see what he says. Well. I feel like the Scrubs reference doesn't necessarily hold up because you mentioned the money issue. Scrubs was driven by a single actor who was paid a ton of money. Who does Bridgeport have that's hey, that they're, they're, He's talking about the guy who played Ted. Oh. Was, yeah. Paid I, like Bridge, five, I don't think Bridgeport has That money ukulele now. was just... The ukulele cold. made a lot of money. Um, yeah. I, I, I ukulele made $100,000 an episode, I yeah. heard. So yeah. what would you rank Bridgeport? They're, they're the bluefish, if that affects your... It seems like... They were going to be my sixth team, but I think I'm actually going to go with Southern Maryland. Well, yeah, you have to... That, well, where's Bridgeport? <laughs> I haven't gotten to that yet. Well, that's the point of the whole segment. Uh, then Kirk let's doesn't say realize five. What old... <laughs> Is there All a right. fifth team in the league? Yes, yeah, they can be the fifth team, whatever you want them to be. Yeah, I'd probably put them at five. Yeah, but you just can't... The part, you have to realizes you, you just say what number they are. You don't say what six is. You, then you have to, once we get to Southern Maryland, which may be shorter than you would think, then we'll uh, go into them. All right, that sounds good. Then, yeah, All I right. put them as the fifth team. Not a top contender. 
That works. All right. I think so, we're ready for the fifth team. I think we are. Someone was listening closely. They may know who I chose. <laughs> Southern Maryland. Oh, that's a surprise. That is a surprise. You didn't mention this at all. The Southern Maryland blue crabs. <laughs> I just realized, like, blue and blue together. There's, a lot, of, there's, there's a, lot a lot of colors. Blue, yeah. yeah, blue affiliation in this league is weird. There's Do a we lot get of a lot of money for that? I think the color the blue color funds blue. us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sponsor the show. No. That's okay because we have red. <laughs> Makes sense. So what sitcom do you say with the Southern Maryland Blue Crabs? Oh, man. I don't think you'll ever get this. My guess is Taxi. Taxi? Yeah. Why Taxi? little old-fashioned, but still popular within some crowds. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Kirk have one? I don't know what Taxi is. <laughs> You're driving it. Anyways. <laughs> two guys, a girl, in a pizza place. I'm not familiar. Two guys, a girl, in a pizza place is what I have as a Southern Maryland Blue Crabs. I am not familiar. Are you sure that's a sitcom? That was a sitcom, yes. And you're probably wondering, because you just said, I actually were wondering, what is two guys, a girl, in a pizza place? Why would I choose two guys and girls in a pizza place? Well, it's a little sitcom that lasted around three or four seasons on ABC, I believe, that starred Ryan Reynolds. Yes, Ryan Reynolds was in the sitcom. He was the main star. He was on TV? He was on TV for a short period of time. Before, I guess if this was before, what was it, Van, uh, the, the movie? Was Van Wilder? It? Van Wilder, yeah. With the dog? With the dog. They didn't have a ukulele. No. <laughs> but he was on the show. Who also was on the show as a kind of a regular? Nathan Fillion. What? Wow, all these big names. Whoa. So where am I going with this? I don't know. I say I Southern know. Maryland is a team, well, let's look at it. Lloyd Turner is a, fr- a fan of the show. A good friend of the show. He's been on the show. He's a great friend of the show. He was, I think, a Southern Maryland coach for a little bit. He's an affiliated ball. Lance Burkhardt. An affiliated ball. We just lost our guy. He's now the manager there. I feel like he may go to affiliated position afterwards. What I'm getting at is Southern Maryland is a good spot to kind of move into different areas, move into affiliated ball, kind of get the promotion. It's a spot you don't want to be at. Well, you, it's a spot you want to be at, but not for long. Because okay. you're going to move to different places. Okay. So I think this plays a factor, you know. And this is more for the managers and the coaches. I think they look at it as a spot where they can kind of go and then get into affiliated ball. So they're not going to be there that long. So you really can't create a philosophy. Like we have a philosophy with Butch. Andy has a philosophy in York. You know, all these different philosophies. I think that plays a big role. I don't think you're going to get that with Southern Maryland. I think maybe the players know a little bit about that. I think maybe the players even use that a little bit. I think it is a good fan base. You know, Southern Maryland's a good crowd. There's going to be a successful, maybe two successful teams around in that area in Baltimore and, and Washington. I do think that plays a factor as well. And I do think they can kind of be in the position they were in last year, Tom, where they were kind of in the playoff hunt, but it was a little bit of a stretch. I think they'll be in that position. I think they'll be there until probably the last week. Kind of similar to last season, like you said. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, okay. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. So you have anything to add on Southern Maryland? I think you covered it, buddy. Yeah. Like I said, the the, the taxi reference, I, I feel like uh, you, you just have a, a special crowd that follows that particular show. I think Southern Maryland, it's not really a – it's a very regional team. Like, you know, I feel mm. like York and Lancaster is a hard comparison because it, you're very territorial there. But Yes. Um, even well, like, almost like a high school rivalry. Yeah, exactly. But like Somerset up in northern New Jersey, you know, that, that's a huge region for them to yes. have a fan base. And Southern Maryland's not that gigantic with their fan base. So I feel like it's a little more secluded uh, group. It is. And 
I do think that the Taxi comparison is good because the people who are fans of Taxi are really good fans of Taxi. They like yeah. say it's like the best sitcom and everything, and they really love it, even though Tony Danza's in it. They really do enjoy that <laughs> the sitcom. Great Tony Danza. The great Tony Danza. We're going to have him on the show. He's coming on? <laughs> I hope. I, I'm feeling a flu. Anyways, <laughs> Kirk, where do you have them ranked? Oh, no, who, who does he have for number? For number... What are we, five? Yeah, five. Yeah, five number yeah. five. Yeah, Mike, you forgot the rules again. Yeah, you got you to gotta keep the format going, buddy. Yeah, what's the rules? Uh, I, think I, I think I speak. Uh, so I, I have... <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's not a rule. No, I, I have Bridgeport for number five. Yeah, so what, the, where do you have Southern Maryland be six, you said? Yeah, before. I have them at six. Okay, yeah. so we flip-flop those Let's reiterate. Two. Okay. No, whatever. It, it, yeah, okay. Okay. Kirk's starting to learn what a segment is. <laughs> We should have probably went over a little bit better. I thought he understood. I think it's going great. Um, no, it is. It's a great segment. Yeah. Is there any particular reason why you have them that low? No, not really. I'm, I'm still distracted by the name and thinking about blue crabs. That's, yeah. uh, first, you have river sharks and blue crabs, and it's just... And then um, well, blue fish. Things, but blue but fish. you guys mentioned the blue. If it was Maryland crabs, you just kind of get a weird impression of what that means. The blue crabs, you got to... All right, so next one. Come on. <laughs> next one, what way I have ranked... <laughs> your this number, your number four you. team. This may surprise you. Oh, I, I'm I'm ready. The Sugarland Skeeters. That does surprise me. I thought it was gonna. Okay, you thought they'd be higher, I right? Did, yeah, right. I think Kirk thought so too. So, what sitcom do I have for them? This is an interesting one. Oh. All right. So, and if number, Camden didn't get me in trouble, this may. Your number four team, Sugarland Skeeters. Yes. Oh crap. Uh, I don't know. Go for it. Two and a half men. I was just gonna say that. Wow. Now, why do you say two and a half men? You you knew. Now, I was gonna say. I think you know why. Because of, uh, I would say. Oh, I think you know why. <laughs> I really do. My, my fake answer is because of uh, inflated hype. No, Maybe no, no, what, no. What I was gonna say. That's a good one, though. A little overrated. That's a good one. Think it's just because that show to me doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. But it's it's everywhere and yeah. it's prime time all over like re- reruns all Been the on time for years absolutely um, and I, I think it's just another show and I think it's nothing too special um, but that that would be my comparison I'll I'll let you well no, no and and that is I think that's accurate uh, but and, and I don't say it's inflated hype I think it's kind of the honeymoon stage that almost every team goes with the first few years yeah you're, definitely you'll go in and you're all happy and. You know, just to have a team and everything. But they were actually very successful from the get-go. And why were they successful from the get-go? Because they had a good backing from Roger Clemens, who I don't think is affiliated with them anymore. He's not. Much like Charlie Sheen that left the show of Two and a Half Men. And that's kind of where it started going. I knew you took that controversy. I didn't know where you're going with it, though. Where it started going downhill. All right. So I don't know if it will, because I still think Sugarland. This is the test for Sugarland. Is it well run, or were they really kind of on the backing of... uh, a star who was a big name, not only in baseball, like kind of a name that expanded baseball. Or are they for real? Can they really contain this? Now, they do have an advantage. Much like Two and a Half Men have an advantage bringing in a a big name like Ashton Kutcher. They're not really bringing in a big name, but their location is important. Mm -hmm. Being in Texas, I think, plays an integral role. A lot of these players live in the South, live in Texas. I think that kind of attracts them instead of moving somewhere and sugarland is an affluent uh you know was it suburb basically of houston suburb of houston yeah it's, yeah it's a few miles out um 
but yeah, locate like you said, location is ideal. It just the the uh, the weather down there is beautiful year round. So to yeah. put a stadium down there, like I don't know if you follow them on Facebook, but they have events year round. They have little league come oh, in and play. They, oh, absolutely. Um, and it's also a very wealthy area. So people have the finance and the resources available to go to baseball games, buy season tickets, you know, just enjoy the weather in a venue like that, which you, you don't find in a lot of cities in the Atlantic League. Yeah, and I think it could be like two and a half men where, yeah, it went downhill, but what was it on? Like three or four seasons after he left. Still a good mm-hmm. amount of time. So I think it may either take a while for it to come into effect or maybe they'll actually do better now that they can kind of do their own decisions they want to do. It, it'll be interesting to see, but that separation is definitely there. Yeah. And it'll be, I think I think it will be evident. Maybe it won't be, but uh, I think it will be. And now it is time. Dun, 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 dun. Need music. Wait, we do need, well, can uh, we do one for this one? What do you, what do you, I don't know. What to like do. halfway do done the segments, but. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll it'll it's be It's time right. for Kirk. That's what we. That's good. Basically, <laughs> what we ended up. <laughs> so, Kirk, go for it. All right. Well, building off your Sugarland theory, is two and a half men still on? I think they I just end it. To... I think they just end it. You yeah, think I can't. So? I thought it was. I thought it was still. They didn't get canceled. Though, I think like they just decide to end. Okay. I, th- I think that builds knowing off that they theory. would be canceled eventually. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it something that's built to last, or is it something that that's? Bare and bright, and will kind of just fade out of people's minds, and, and not actually be a, a real contender in this league. Well, that's the question you have to figure out. Yeah, yeah I, I think Two and a Half Men fits really well for that, and that's a show I actually know of. There it you was go. terrible, but I, I know you it knew exists. Scrubs. It made it to I the did. fourth team, so he, he realized or he, he recognized the show. He didn't know the Secret Diaries of Desmond Pfeiffer. No one knows that oh, show. Okay, I think the actors forgot they were in it <laughs> or tried to. So where do you have them ranked? I actually have them ranked as three. Wow. Wow. I think that's probably where you would but have. That was, I probably would have put them in three, too, yeah. But so that was based off of the show you did last year where you ranked the teams going into the playoffs. And, and so we, the we, fear that you had with them and, and with true. Somerset, so that's kind of where I was basing it. I may have them ranked actually a bit low. I, I do realize that. but I, do I mean, think- we played the championship season against – or the championship series against them. Uh, they did drop the ball during that series, but you know they, they did make it to the top with us. So – yeah, but, but I know I know the comparison you're making, and it does make sense. And the third year too, you have to remember. I think the first two years, every team basically gets a pass. It's yeah. like it's fans will come because it's new; they won't really care if you're winning or not. Now they have actually won, so that will help them. But I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, Houston's there. Houston's growing. The Astros. I mean, there's a lot of Texas teams. I mean, there's just. Well, I, I, we need to see. You're right. It's affluent, so they have the money, but it's also affluent. Maybe they'll spend their money somewhere else. So yeah. we'll just have to see. I do think it plays a factor. Um, do you think you can do another one in five minutes? I can do another one in five minutes. Yeah, go for it. Because I'm an American. Oh, that's why? Yes, maybe a Patriot. Like the Somerset Patriots, oh! the next ranked team. That didn't work well. Now what? <laughs> that was what, better than not. That was good. <laughs> what sitcom do you think they are like? Uh, Somerset Patriots. Well, a sitcom. Yes, a sitcom. You know what? That was the trend. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. I think they're like friends. How so? It goes off of the two and a half men theory a little bit. Very, oh, I can't say very, slightly overrated. Mm -hmm. Um, And also to the point where 
it's it's more of a popularity thing than mm. actual quality of the show. So people say, "I love Friends." Oh, how many episodes have you seen? Oh, like three. You know that, and that's yeah. kind of. I feel like that's kind of how their fan base is down there huh. or up there, I should say. Um, I, I I went to the the playoff series up there, and it was just seeing the fan base and how they are. They they seem not like the most uh, wholesome group. If <laughs> I think I'm, I understand. I'm trying to not offend anybody today. <laughs> no, I think I understand. Well, I, th- I think that was the point of Friends, though, was that there was really no plot. You could just jump in at any time and immediately be a fan of the show. It didn't work for us. Anyways, <laughs> with the sitcom I used, I haven't, I haven't given Friends a full, you, uh, No, actually, I've seen quite a few episodes. Do you have Friends on your list, though? I do not have Friends okay. on my list. I didn't want to ruin that. No, but The Office. Uh, oh man! Now here's why I'm going with what the office. It's kind U.S. Of what, or U.K. U.S. Okay, and and that's actually a very good question because here's why. I think it went on way too long. Now I'm not saying Somerset, but here's uh, what I'm getting at. Uh, the office, the first few seasons, everybody was in. It was gold, you know, winning Emmys, and it was just you know this brilliant show. Everybody was listening to it. So well written. Somerset, a lot of championships in the past, mm-hmm. you know, win, win, win. Yep. I don't know if that's, I think that's kind of at the end. I think like that dominance they had, I'm not saying they're never going to win anymore, but that dominance they had, I think is over. And I mean, it was kind of clear they were very good last year in the regular season, but Kirk was already alluding, who were we afraid of going in? We weren't afraid of Somerset. Yeah, we not, were afraid really. of Sugarland. Yeah, you're right. Who I have ranked lower, so that doesn't make much sense, but... <laughs> What I'm getting, I think they'll be a very good regular season team. I think they probably will make the playoffs. I think I would have them in then, if, you know, where, where they are, right there. But I, don't, I wouldn't say they would win it. I don't even say they make it to the championship game. They're that kind of team right now, I think. And I think the fan base, too, like, I don't know if this is what you were getting at, is a little bit entitled because they just won so much and i think that happens to a lot of fan bases especially where they are new york and that they have a uh baseball team that i heard wins quite a bit so (laughs) in the past and that's kind of a good illusion too if we were doing mlb teams yeah so that's where i just have them i don't know if you agree no definitely i think i mean here's you're kind of dancing around their their skill level as a team and I, I, I think really, I think they're skilled. I would I would definitely still be scared of them this season. Like I said, we we really didn't worry about them last season that much. But watching that championship series, I mean, we it was that that home run heard around the world from Kajimoto that really yeah. that saved us. That, that's really it. Um, they were playing really good ball for the for the first game and the first half of the second game. So they, they you know they, they can win. They definitely can. But don't you think now, like the last few seasons, they've been more of a like regular season team? No, definitely. They they get themselves in a really good position, and they just don't. They're not able to get that last game in. Um, but yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. They their skill level is definitely still on par. Um, but it's it's like you said, regular season team. Yeah. I, 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 but they have everything else going before. for them. Like this is like probably the first team where we're not. Well, Southern Maryland, we weren't questioning either. But this is definitely a well established team nothing's going to go wrong there they have the finances they do get good players i just think you know and they don't really actually lose that many in the interim Mm -hmm. like i think we lose a lot and we'll we'll get into that and uh york loses a bit and long island loses a bit and sugarland lost a bit but i think they do a good job of of containing but i guess they just i just 
I don't know if they never, it's the star power. I mean, they had Jake Fox. I, I just, there's something about them that I just, they never truly make me, me go, oh, they're going to run away with it. Mm-hmm. Now, back in the day, yes, but now, no. Now it's time for Kirk. He knows this. Kirk. Yeah. He knew both of ours because he has a he pulse. Yeah. I mean, how you in the office and friends. Yeah. Well, I'm going to counter with a different sitcom. Oh. So I, I think Somerset. The Secret Diaries of Death of a Piper has been used. <laughs> I, I have Somerset ranked first. I, I think they will win wow. it all. Wow. So, and, and I have a theory for it, but I'll explain what sitcom first. I, I think they're closer to an arrested development where it comes out of the gate strong, really strong, and then it kind of fades away. Then it gets canceled and, and has some, some bad seasons or, or some seasons where they don't finish as strong as they oh. want. And then it gets picked back up and it, it comes back in, in, a, in a big way. And I think Somerset, based on obviously what I heard last year about your guys' fear of them, even though you guys kind of downplayed it, but Tom was always more afraid of them than, than you were, Mike. But I, I think they're going to be good. And I also just think right now there's just a huge winning streak with teams that are associated with revolutions and, and the, uh, the American Revolution. You look Wait at the second. New England Revolution in, in MLS. You look oh at the Patriots. <laughs> I, I just I, awesome I think that's, I think it's where no, it's coming. No, okay. So I, I think they're arrested. So you, wait, you think they're going to win? You think they're going to win because of the Revolution thing over a team called the York Revolution? <laughs> I do, but they're, they they're have the name Revolution in the. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't explain which revolution. It could be the that's French true. Revolution. That's, that's not bad. I, York I mean, was a capital of the United States for a short period of time. It I'm was. pretty sure it's ours. Our revolution. Well, it, us it could being be. Americans. We it have a lot of Canadian listeners. But, yeah, I, I think I think Arrested Development fits because it's, it's that comeback. But I don't think it's going to be a dominant season. I think they're, they can win it, but I don't think they're going to really be a powerhouse. It's going to be well, a struggle all the way to the end. Well, I think we'll get into that in a few minutes. I want I want to bunny hop his. Oh, okay. Answer, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know how much, because this isn't related to your no, countdown. No, let's, let's go into it. I think that you brought up Arrested Development, the whole comparison of being hot out of the gate kind of getting low, getting canceled, and coming back, huge following once it comes back, that's us. I mean, that's, that's closer we to didn't the one stories. Well, we had a very low period, though. I mean, two, two three years ago, you know, our team was not doing that's very true. well at all. And so and coming back, winning a championship last season, that was, I mean, honestly, that was more of a, when 10th anniversary season came out, it was more of a joke, like, oh, let's, let's win the championship this year. But then it came to fruition. And I think, it, I think that actually works well because it, it it is more of like the office won't work well for the barnstormers because the barnstormers are a popular team but they're not like the team they're not office the was, face office was constant yeah. it was a constant flow and at, i don't think we're top. a the face of uh the league no i don't and I, that's not a bad thing i'm just saying i mean there can only be one face of the one team that's the face of the league but we're that team that is beloved by their fans the fans will not give up on the team the team may go through down periods of time, but the fans, even in those down periods of time, will go through the current things, but also look at the past and everything else. And and it's it is well there. It it, it is well established, uh, even though of all the obstacles of it not trying to be established. So I think it does work. But I have a sitcom for Lancaster coming up. Okay, later on. Perfect. I think what we're gonna have to do is take a break, and we're gonna have Dave Collins come in because he's gotta have to. He's running PA for the game uh, later today. Yes. So he's got to get ready for that. Yeah. So for right now, we're going to take a break, bring him in, get a few words from the voice himself, Dave Collins, and we'll be right back.
everybody, Mike and Tom back here for Prince Street Talk. Right now being joined by the voice of the Barnstormers himself, Dave Collins. How you doing, Dave? Doing very well. Baseball's back. I'm it so is. happy. Yeah, it's good to see the players back on the field taking batting practice. And we see uh, some of the Maryland coming in now, um, roaming up on the field, getting ready for the exhibition game for this afternoon. Um, really, we just want to hear your thoughts on how the team is looking so mm-hmm. far. It, you, we talked about, um, I guess we didn't really talk about it on the show, how it's a lot of familiar faces coming back this season. Yes. Um, and so what, what are your, what's your take on how the team's looking so far? Well, there are a fair, I mean, a fair number of guys back from the championship team, plus a couple of players like Jerry Owens and Nate Reed, mm-hmm. who were stars here in 2013, throw them into the mix. That you never know until you get into a season. I like this team on paper. Uh, I liked what I saw yesterday, despite losing the exhibition opener. Uh, I thought the the staff threw really well yesterday. Uh, I am excited about what some of these uh, players we don't really know can do. Uh, Brian Cavazos Galvez has really impressed me so far. I think uh, there's a lot of potential in David Cooper. Uh, Tyler Bortnick has a good history. You know, we, we've got guys that uh, we don't know, but they've got pretty good, pretty solid background. So I'm just excited to see how they blend in and how this lineup's going to work. I think the pitching staff is is exciting and it's mm-hmm. going to uh, do a great job. You know, we'll we'll find out here in the next week or two how this team's going to how, how it's going to gel. Oh, absolutely. And I think the obviously the the missing uh, person, the first. Uh, kind of year that we realize he's probably not going to be suiting up is Ross Peoples. And do you think that's going to affect not, it's obviously going to affect what happens on the field. You think it's going to affect things kind of in the clubhouse or off the field, kind of just him not being there, kind of the veterans. Well, Ross presence. is still, he's still here. That's, yeah. He, well, he won't leave. That's the, <laughs> can't get rid of him. <laughs> that's the, that's the good thing. His role has altered and he's not going to be with the team all the time. Mm-hmm. He will, go on select road trips, but he's not going to do all the traveling. Uh, he'll go with us to Sugar Land, but he's, uh, he's going to take a lot of the, the longer road trips off later on in the season. But he's very, in, very involved. He's helped to build this team. Yes. Uh, he, Rich, and Butch built this team. A lot of the new pitchers we have in here actually are here because Rich Rundle's got them here. Uh, they're former oh, teammates wow. of his uh, from the Memphis teams of earlier in this decade. And, mm-hmm. Wow. We like what we've seen so far out of them, like Zach Jackson and uh, Chuck Fick. So oh, Chuck Fick. Uh, we've got some uh, – This, this is, it's an exciting team on paper. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The, the bullpen looks pretty solid, a lot of familiar names. Um, there was one name that jumped out to you early, Tom. Yeah, I was looking – I was just looking at the roster and just trying to – one thing I was looking for is age. And I found uh, – we've got an infielder, a second baseman who's 21 years old. That's uh, – it's uh, Shoki Kakahara. Yeah. Wow. Uh, got that. He, he's not here yet. I believe he's coming in tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he, he is a young guy, doesn't have much experience. Butch is going to take a look at him, and as, as Butch does, he, you know, if he's like, well, I don't have really room for him on this ball club, he'll find some place for him to play that's maybe more suited. Hmm. Well, that's uh, cool. It, you know, it's, he did this year for, like, Grant Zawadzki, who's going to play in the Frontier League. Right. Which. Is more suited. Grant handled his own very well defensively while he was here last year, but you know, offensively, he he just wasn't. Oh, he, he wasn't yeah. experienced mm-hmm. enough to play here. So uh, we were able to get him a job uh, playing in the Frontier League, and I, I, 
from what I understand, Grant's all excited about going that, going out there. That's that's cool. cool. Yeah. Do you, Do you think Shoki? Uh, just your prediction. Do you think he'll be on the team, or do you think it's kind of more of a frontier league or or, or a different Atlantic League team? Well, you know, we'll have to see what we have, and there's not a lot of time to see what we have. Right. Unfortunately, uh, there were some uh, some tie ups with the visa issues. Oh wow! Uh, so we're going to see what we have in in Kakahara and Masato Fuke. And uh, all these names, you know, you're, you're good at those. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that good at the names. I, I'm staring, reading, and trying to read these names, and I can't say them right. So, uh, Fuke, from what I understand, is very fast and in a great glove. So, again, if we see what we have in a couple of days, and hey, this guy can do something, then maybe there will be a roster adjustment made. But, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate that they couldn't get here for the start of spring training and get mm-hmm. a longer look. Yeah. And like you said, even for like for a person like Shoki, like there, there's one season behind him of where he was previously, so it's not a long history of right, yeah. him playing professional ball. Um, go for it. Is that like the, I guess, just because of the, the mystery of him, it's obviously I think everybody's going to be interested, especially today. Hopefully he plays a lot. Uh, is, what other players, like right now, are you just kind of curious? Like you, you really... You you probably definitely have a mo on them because you just know baseball so well. But like the fans may not like really know that well, and and but may surprise us. Are you talking about like position players on this team? Like yeah, anybody, yeah. even pitchers. Uh, well, yesterday we saw what Brian Evans can do, and uh, there was a lot of excitement about him coming from his work with the Long Island Storm, uh, which is that travel team. A lot of the Barnstormers play on yeah, down in Florida yeah. in March. He was just lights out down there. Yesterday, he gave up two hits, struck out five in Gee, three wow. innings. Wow. And a uh, lot of deep counts, which may be something they'll want to work on. But that, that guy's got electric stuff. And he's going to be our opening night starter in Sugarland. I'm not telling any tales out of school. He's going to be our <laughs> opening night starter in, awesome. uh, in, cool. in Sugarland. Cool. And one of the other things, uh, the Butch is just giddy is Chad Beck coming off Tommy John surgery is throwing 95. Wow. It is only nine months out. <laughs> nine months oh out? He's God. throwing 95? It's incredible. That's Be- awesome. Beck has just un- he's been unbelievable. We That's saw him great. yesterday. He struck out two guys. Wow. Uh, once he kind of got his bearings out there, he's hitting 95, 96 on the gun. That's wow. Amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. So th- this may be the new, the new improved Chad Beck. <laughs> Uh, he's a guy with you know a major league background. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's, he's throwing that well. We might really have something there too. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at it right now, and you, you just really have to be impressed by the pitching staff. And kind of interestingly, I I really think going into this year, uh, the, the relief pitching last year did its job and and it helped us win the championship. But was always kind of a worry just because they had they got they were worked so so much. I think this year, just looking at it on paper, like you keep saying, on paper it looks like a really strong uh, re- relief core. Do you, do you see that as well? Well, it's Butch Hobson's trademark. He That's built, true. He builds the team from the bullpen out, and uh, he's ex- he's excited about this gr- this group of arms. He's got. Uh, an over-the-top lefty in Nate Reed, a side-arming lefty in Zach Jackson, perhaps another one in Brian Morgato. Uh, we've got a knuckleballer in camp in Frankie Viola. Yeah, you got you got Watanabe <laughs> throwing from 
Australia, <laughs> whatever whatever he does, he's so much fun to watch. I can't get over it. I, I never get tired of watching Watanabe pitch. Yeah. He's, he's, nah, he's, he's not here fun. yet. He's on his way. Okay, uh, he'll be actually getting. He'll be joining us after the Sugarland series. I just That's found cool. out. So, oh, so uh, he won't be here for opening day. He, he will or opening miss, day miss the Sugarland Sugar trip. Right. But he'll he'll be ready to go when we hit York. Cool, cool. So. It, I never, I never get tired of watching that guy pitch. So, and then you got a, you got power arms like Beck out there and Urquidez. It's, a, it's again a really good mix in the bullpen, which is Butch's trademark. He's going right, left, right, left, right in the starting rotation That's with cool. uh, with a good variety. The two left-handers. I don't view Dan Osterbrock and Matt Packer as being remotely the same guy at all. <laughs> so you know, Os- Osterbrock is you know they're just different Packers more of a curveball guy Osterbrock fastball changeup guy so uh you know I, I I like the mix on this pitching staff I haven't seen the other two starters Walters and Fick throw yet uh and I and I won't hear for you know a couple of days I'm, I'm not going to the exhibition game in Camden tomorrow and so I won't see Walters he's pro- I imagine throwing tomorrow yeah. and uh but it's it's a really it's a a good Walters, by the way, is another guy that Rundle's got in. So it's amazing. Yeah, and all these guys have big league time and know what they're know what they're doing on the mound. So I think we have a great pitching staff. We didn't mention Pete Andrelzik as I, I know as I actually see him walking uh, walking down. He's the ultimate in durability. Oh yeah, through seventy games, nearly a hundred innings in relief yeah. last year, Incredible. and never winced. No. never said I can't take the ball today. And I really do think the kind of on the field and off the field, I think he may be kind of the next kind of now the ten over ten years now into the barnstormers like the next generation's uh, Ross Peoples. He, he's going to be that guy that's always there, always giving you strong innings, strong uh, performances, and and just you can switch him in so many different roles. And the and the guy in the community, he's become the face of the franchise. And mm-hmm. what's 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 so great about this is that he's not Ross. No. His personality is is yeah, totally completely different. different. Yeah, and uh, that makes it special because there's one Ross Peoples, and <laughs> uh, you know he's an, an institution in this baseball community, and he's what he has done here, what he's been able to do on the field, what he's been able to do building this franchise, and, and now in, in in his new role has been yeah. remarkable. I don't know that you could take too many other people, baseball players that come along and put them in the Ross people's story and have it work. Oh, it's incredible. But Ross was absolutely the perfect guy for what he has done here, what he has accomplished, how much he's meant to this community. Now, he's not moved on or moved out, but certainly his role has changed. And and Pete, who's got this very loosey-goosey, fun with everything, <laughs> crazed sense of humor, uh, just a guy who's an incredible yeah. amount of fun to be around. Very contagious. Uh, is, uh, you know, is sort of become that, a little more of that face of the franchise. Until until he has a slogan that <laughs> is captured throughout the ballpark and on t-shirts and greets you at the front gate, like yep. Ross does, yeah. uh, he's not there yet. But <laughs> Get your heart correct. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you mentioned Get your like, toes in line. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned just, just the, the new generation of the bullpen and the pitcher. I I was worried when Ross left 
who's going to be the leader of the bullpen and and who's going to because we interviewed yes. him last season and he was talking about how you know he'll have new players come to the league mm-hmm. and they know to go to him and be like okay so what's That's this league all point. about what can I do you know wh- where can I go to get this and so I, I'm hoping that Pete can kind of get the, take that responsibility and be that new front man and be the people f- people feel comfortable approaching and asking questions I, I think it's I think it's there I don't know with one year under his belt that he's totally earn those stripes sure. yet. Uh, I ultimately think the leader of the bullpen to begin the season will be Watanabe. And wow, interesting. Watanabe has, I mean, even Ross said this last year, even when Watanabe was struggling to learn English, that he was a leader out there, that people looked up to him. He's an, old, he's an older guy. He has been to the top level of baseball, just not in the U.S. Right, oh yeah. He has over a thousand innings logged in, in, in the Japanese major leagues. Uh, nothing to sneeze at. The Japanese baseball oh, wins no, it a, a lot of the stuff internationally. Uh, and Watanabe, has the, he has got the right personality. He's, he's quirky, he's fun. And even when a lot of the communication is nonverbal, he's, he's a guy they rely on out there. Wow. It doesn't seem like it's a very... Especially the the pitching staff seems very very fun and very uh, charismatic, and I, I think it really will help because, especially like we keep saying with the Atlantic League, it got a lot of new faces coming in and, and old faces leaving. Having those guys that we're pretty sure will be here a bit longer, and them being loosey goosey and them being very charismatic really helps. Well, on the bench you've got you've got Galen. Oh yes, Blake, yeah. Blake Galen is not only the perfect player for Clipper Magazine Stadium, <laughs> as we know he is, yes. but he is also a guy with a tremendous personality he is. that that people can gravitate to. He's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, he'll just he'll just get in the get in these moods where he is sort of the leader of the hijinks, but also knows what this league is all about and enjoys it here. Enjoys Lancaster, uh, enjoys playing for Butch. And he's been Blake's been a great fit, and Absolutely. I think he's the guy you go to, even though he doesn't have the major league pedigree that some of the the guys that we have on this team do. Blake's still a guy you can look at here uh, as being the position player version of Ross Peoples. He's been through oh, yeah. the league, he's starred in the league. People know him. He knows how this league operates. Oh yeah, and and I I honestly think, and I could be wrong, but I think you know put a few inches on him he's a major league star he wow. really is he really is it's just incredible i think i don't know if that's what it is holding him back but i just see him and i go how the heck did he not get more chances well, i i have seen this happen quite a bit where baseball very often tends not to be a meritocracy mm. and that saddens me quite a bit because i've i've known other players where the scouts would say he can't do it at the next level. How do you know that for certain? How do you, yeah, exactly. How do you know that for certain? Yeah. I always tell the story of of a guy that came up in the Orioles organization, Rick Short, who won about five minor league batting titles in his career. Wow. They would always he had a very unorthodox approach, and they was I would say, well, he can't get away with that at the next level. So they they'd leave him down in A ball, and he'd win another batting title, and he'd begrudgingly get promoted to Double A, and he'd win a batting title. He was he was actually the last player to challenge batting four hundred in a 
full season league. He did it in the Pacific Coast League, but not playing in, in one of those airports out west. He was in New Orleans. Wow. And he, he was batting 400 going into about the last two weeks of the season, ended up at 388. Oh, wow. With the playing for the Zephyrs. Well, he could never do it at the major league level. Sure. 388. His, his career stats in the major league, 6 for 14 with home runs, I believe, off Dontrell Willis and John Smoltz. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, he doesn't have a position. So those are his career stats at the major <laughs> league level. He went over, he played in Japan and did very well for, I'm glad. for three or four years. And you wonder oh where this tunnel vision develops. But it, it does in organizations. You'll hear organizations, they want every hitter doing something exactly the same way or every, every pitcher That's doing incredible. something exactly the same way. Well, if you have... 12 or 13 pitchers on your staff doing things exactly the same way, hitters are going to lock into that. Yeah. It, it, it's completely anti the Butch Hobson way of doing things where he wants the entire box of chocolates on his pitching staff. <laughs> he, he wants one of everything. You know, he, he wants the raspberry cream. He wants the cashew cluster. He's got to have everything cashew out there. Because That's it, really good. Because it's giving everybody a different look. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, I, I, I think. But, you know... What do, what do I know? I, I just it is just baffling to me, Tom. I it's I mean, <laughs> you guys covered all the points. I want to get Dave back on you know back on track of getting the game set up before he gets late for something. I know you're going to be busy for this afternoon's game. Is that right? Hey, I'm doing public address this afternoon oh. and on field interviews. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, don't know. I still I get to be John. I get to be John Whitwer and Aaron Andrews <laughs> all in the same day. <laughs> I'll take one. And you still have to be Dave Collins. Take one of those. So, somewhere, just, just in personality. So, well. Somewhere yeah. in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, Dave, it's, it's like mixing the beauty of Aaron Andrews with the personality of Dave Collins. Yeah. Which wouldn't be hard to do. No. Uh, there's a great line about George Bernard Shaw. I heard this line once. Some uh, voluptuous beauty came up to him and said, you know, we, should, we should make a child together. Imagine if that child had your brains and my looks, how far it could go. <laughs> And the response was, imagine if it got my, yeah. my looks in your brains. <laughs> It'd be the complete opposite. Yeah. Well, I always like to end you on a George Bernard Shaw quote, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> perfect ending, it as is. always. They, hey, look who just oh walked Oh, my gosh. Now we're having a serious conversation yeah, we about just baseball. To I am fun. I am fun. Just walked into the room. We're talking to Dave Collins about serious baseball, and but I. But I'll, no. <laughs> I'll bet you. No, I'll bet you left. Come on in. I'll duck out and let fun take over. All right. All well, right. Dave, thank, thank you, you for being no. on. Thanks thank for the insight so that you always bring, and uh, we'll hope to listen to you at some point throughout the season. How about that? Yeah, we we'll have to have you back on many times. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. All right, well, let's go ahead and take another break, see if we can get fun back in here. If not... Maybe he can sit in for the rest of the I think it's a really good idea. We'll see if he's busy or not. But until then, Mike and Tom Prince to talk. Hey, everybody. Mike and Tom back here for Prince Street Talk. Kirk is joining us as well. Yes. All right, uh, we're going to step right back into the uh, rankings that were uh, associating teams with sitcoms. Yes. After so, talking to Dave Collins. So Dave Collins, a lot of optimistic things about uh, the team. Absolutely. A lot of uh, positive things about the team. But I have them ranked third. Lancaster is next. They're ranked really? third. 
Yes, and it is eight. I, you, you corrected me, so whatever. There's eight. So what sitcom do you think Lancaster's like? You could probably get this. You're with the team very often. Uh, sitcom you like, too. Really? I know you like. Is it my favorite? No, it's not Seinfeld. Seinfeld's his favorite. You know a sitcom that I like? Uh, I don't know. Give it to me. Cheers. Oh, okay. You know where I'm going with this? No, not at all. No, I, I am optimistic about this season. They, I mean, they are ranked third. So let's not, let's not push the panic button about what I'm going to say. But oh, gosh. what was Cheers like? Cheers had different stages. Cheers had which I, I, the coach stage, which was, I think, probably the best stage. Mm-hmm. It had the Sam and Diane stage. And then it kind of had the Kirstie Alley's and the Woody stage. I think we may be entering in the Kirstie Alley Woody stage. And what that stage is, it isn't a bad stage. It it's is, the last stage. Well, yeah, but how long? <laughs> like seven seasons. Of okay, it or okay, okay. So let's not get crazy. <laughs> no, but we see, here's the difference between sitcoms and uh, teams is that teams usually don't get canceled. So okay. we don't have to worry about cancellation. Like, Cheers didn't have to ever worry about cancellation. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Cheers never had to worry about ratings. Cheers never had to worry about being critically successful or commercially successful after the first few seasons. After that, they were gold, and I think that's like Lancaster. They're gold right now in that terms. But I think at least for this season, we're not. We're kind of coaches in here, Ross Peoples, in that capacity anymore, as Dave was saying. You know, the Blake Galen thing, Him, you know, he's. you never know what's going to happen there, how long he's going to be with the team, Sam and Diane. I, I just, those are kind of the worries I have that remind me of uh, Cheers. Now, Cheers is still great. When I want to watch Cheers, I will sometimes watch the older episodes, or the, yeah, the long, you know, the, the Kirstie Alley episodes and everything, and they're very good. But I still think the better episodes are earlier, just like I think maybe the better times for the Barnstormers are earlier than this season. I don't think this will be one of those shining seasons. This is not one of the seasons with Coach. This is not one of the seasons with Sam and Diane. This is one of the seasons with Kirstie Alley and that British guy who's very good. Was Robin Colcord. And I definitely agree with your, your idea of the transition period. Yes. A lot of changes have, have taken place. And I, I get that. That's, that's a pretty good uh, comparison. I would agree with Cheers, and I would go for it for a little... A different reason. I don't know if you said it. I'm sorry. I was I was texting fun trying to get him back in the room just now. Yes. But when I think Cheers, I think where everyone knows your name. And I oh, would I would feel like players. We talked to uh, um, Trace McGrady or not Trace McGrady. Gosh. Um, <laughs> we talk, uh, I don't think he'll be back. No, <laughs> Trace McGrady. No way. No. Um, oh, who is who is the guy? I am fun. Hey, just am entered fun, just into the in. room, <laughs> and now he left just, and left. Oh. Gosh, that wasn't told us we were number one. Left <laughs> now. What were you saying? Who's the guy we talked to? Uh, that uh, not in the league anymore. And uh, uh, Skelton. No, uh, James Skelton. The guy from a lot of years ago. We just mentioned him in the show. Lloyd Turner, the great Lloyd, Lloyd Turner. Turner. Thank you. Lloyd Turner mentioned the team very fondly. He said that it's a great very friendly man. environment here in Lancaster. The team has always been a very friendly team. I know yeah. other teams in the league aren't as friendly as we are. They have yes. a lot of initiation he processes. He played different yeah. teams and he was saying that. Exactly. So he knows that, you know, th- this team has a very friendly atmosphere to it and I think that it has that kind of cheersy feel to it that you walk into the team and everyone just like, greets you and yeah. says hi. And, just you know, all just, those characters too. You loved all those characters. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's, that's a really good comparison. All right. Well, 
But our our opinion is not the one that matters. It isn't not at all. I, I who's? I think it's that man right over there, Kirk. Kirk. Hey guys, so <laughs> I can't place what sitcom, but I like what Mike said. Despite only seeing a couple reruns of, he doesn't of like Cheers. Cheers. Well, I've only seen really? it at like one in the doesn't morning. Doesn't like Seinfeld. Doesn't like any of the good ones. Oh no! Okay, let's just not even go into Seinfeld. But oh, I'm insulted. <laughs> but get to your point. Get to it. Uh, so uh, I I agree with. With that idea of cheers of it's a team that is building off of a, a great season at, that ended in a championship last year, and we're going to come back pretty strong, but I don't think we're going to finish at the very top. I, th- I think you're still going to have a lot of passionate fan base. We'll yes. have a good run, mm-hmm. but I put the Barnstormers at, at number two. I, I don't oh. think we win this. So to but you, we, we lose to good, who you had, Somerset? We lose I think we Somerset. lose Somerset. Okay. That would make sense. Okay. Actually, that, that's probably more accurate. Yeah, it is. All right, so now we have two left, and the rival has not been named yet. And this is going to be this is this is the final. This is it. You will, this is it, man. You, I'm ready for for somebody who's intelligent can figure out who number one is after I say who number two is. Number two is York. Whoa! Oh man! Our rivals. See now that that's something I actually do agree with. Really, you have them number two only because not because of last season. Last season did not reflect. I don't. No, I don't think so. Either. It was it was it was pretty tricky. They had a lot of a lot of. Uh, Special circumstances that led them to where they were, um, but I, I, I do have a lot of confidence in that team, whether they be rival or not. Uh, but go on with the sitcom. I'm, I'm curious to hear this. I think you'll like this one, Coach. Coach, Coach for York. Okay, go for it. Okay, so it is an interesting one to, to do, and it may uh, baffle you. But well, well, you were saying it's a different circumstance last year but what they've really been the last few years york and i know you have a rival and everything but let's just look at it just very subjectively is they have been a very good team i mean they won back to back they they've been in it multiple years they really they are a good fan base you gotta give them that they're just like us i Mm -hmm. i would say we're very similar they're a good fan base so coach is a show that i have seen it's it may be my favorite between that and the one i have for number one the team compared one of my two favorite sitcoms i think it's just it's very consistent it's very good it doesn't have that season where you go that was it that was the season that was it everything was perfect hayden fox was at its peak jerry van dyke as luther van dam was great <laughs> i know all the names dobber dabinsky you do dobber dabinsky voices patrick star of, of uh spongebob SquarePants. he's good on show. there yeah but they, all these great characters, and they're just all consistent. And each season, even though they moved from Minnesota, Minnesota State University, to Orlando, the Orlando Breakers football team, even that change, which some people say jumped the shark, I don't think did. I think it was just purely consistent and purely good. And I think that's kind of like York. There's not that once, yeah, the championship seasons, but they're always just that consistent team. They really don't have those down years anymore, and they're just. You know, I could see us having that down year, but then also having a really good year where we're just like the best team ever in the Atlantic League just that one year. For York, I don't think they'll ever reach that peak or they'll reach that valley. I think they'll always just be that good team. They can win the championship, but they'll never be like that hugely dominant. They were the best team ever or, oh, gosh, what a horrible year they're having. They're just consistent, like coach, very consistent. Mm -hmm. This is when you talk. There's a, a girl around our table. I was worried. Um, I, I, I agree with your description of the team. And I think I would go back just going basically off the description we're on now. 
going back to the office. I think that's where the office mm, is. That's true. The office never had like if you talk to someone and say what's your favorite office season, everyone has a different answer. But the later seasons were worse. No, that's your opinion. I I don't think so. When Steve Carell left, you don't think? Well, all right, fine. So uh, All right, so now I get what you're saying. But well, that goes back to the two. But I'm saying with coach thing, too. Once... Coach really didn't have a lot of uh changes. It's amazing. Okay. No, you're right. Okay. It's, I mean, the, the, the daughter, but the daughter was still on like a lot of, Kelly was still on a lot of, and Stuart Rosebuck, and he really, no one really cared for him. But like the main characters were there, like the four main characters were always there, and they, you know, did a good job. And they actually did a good job bringing back old recurring things, which York does a good job at. So mm-hmm. I just think, and, and another thing Coach did well was they, they would have, they would use, famous people well like sometimes i think like famous celebrities who are not actors don't do a good job when they're guest rolling on a show because they like kind of have to be kissed up to a bit i don't think that was the case with coach i think they did a good job of kind of almost making fun of the situation mm-hmm. and everything so I, and that kind of with york it's like they do a good job with when players come in that maybe you know uh mlb players coming into york so i think they do a good job but Let's hear the opinion that matters. I, yeah, none of this makes any difference. Kirk, but... do you remember what numbers you have left? Yeah, I was going over it in my head. I think I think I messed up the numbering because I was going <laughs> off of seven for some reason. I, I, you said I seven. Said, I said seven because oh, of that, the dwarves. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Um, but no, I, I have York at, at five. York at five? Wow. Now Wait, explain but... that. Explain to the folks at home why you have York at five. Well, for what you said before, you guys didn't think they were much of a, a team last year and you weren't really af- afraid of them last year oh, so i'm basing everything off of, of how you guys anticipated it going into the playoffs but i think s- what kirk's going off of mostly is the second half of the season that's why because yeah, remember the first true. half of the season they were really we were we were back and forth with them then they barely the won. Entire, yeah, yeah. yeah the entire first half of the season we were really back and forth i mean that's true but i feel like it was kind of like what you were saying i agree with circumstantial and and okay that was a down year for them they made the playoffs yeah. That's a good down year. That's yeah. what I'm saying with the consistent. I just think that that's why they're a constant threat. I agree. Yeah, there's a, uh, this one and, and the Ducks are the ones I know literally. Well, don't give about. anything away. <laughs> Come on. Some people didn't figure it out yet. But that's number. <laughs> well, I guess we'll jump into it now. Kirk oh, Rome. I don't need the drum. No, they do, do like a. What's a different thing than the drum? Like a less. Yeah. Headline news? Yeah, do headline <laughs> news. And now, <laughs> who I think is going to win it all. The Long Island Ducks! Whoa! Long Island Ducks, 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 Ducks. Why is that, Mike? Well, well can I tell you the sitcom they're like? Oh, yeah, that yeah, will yeah, help. Yeah. So I said, like, that Coach, and this is between my favorite, Frasier. Wow, okay. Now, what do I mean by Frasier? That's interesting. Well, you mean, like, the word, like, the, the show. Frasier. The show Frasier, that's what I meant. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Well, why does <laughs> I choose Frasier? Kelsey Grammer, yes, and that's actually what I'm getting to. Okay. Kelsey Grammer is kind of like a certain player on Long Island. Uh, Lou Ford. Lou Ford. Oh, you Back, spoke about Lou Ford many times. Many times. I'm a big fan. You are. And maybe I'm too big of a fan, you but I, I think he's very, very good. I think no one can argue that. But are we good? Yeah, keep going. But – what Lou Ford really brings is that kind of veteran style. He was an MLB player, the very well there, very likable guy. Everybody likes him. I think he's a guy that even us as opposing fans really like him and respect him. It's kind of like Frazier in the sense that he's been there a while. Kelsey Grammer was already from a sh- previous show. Cheers. 
you know, and he had a lot of success there. Lou Ford, a lot of success in the MLB, you know, everybody, and some people say Cheers is better, so, you know, that makes sense. But it continues, and without Kelsey Grammer, it wouldn't have been Frazier. Yeah, Niles was a great character, and uh, John Mahoney did a good job as the father, Martin, but Frazier really did do a lot. He could do comedy, he could be serious, there was really a lot of different things going on there. And I think that that's kind of like Lou Ford, he's just they're so vital to that team, and I think he will be there the full season. And also, maybe I'm going for the Disney thing, but this could be his last season. He's getting a little older. Sure. Ended up on top. And they have a good team around him. They always do. Mm-hmm. They've won it before. I think it's, it's just another year, another successful year, like Frazier. Most tied with Modern Family now for the most consecutive Emmys in a row of winning for Outstanding Comedy. So... A lot of success, and I think it will continue for the Long Island Ducks. Very cool. I, I agree with everything you said. Um, so you would have the I, Long Island Ducks winning it all as well? No. Oh. That's the one thing I would not really recommend. Who do you have winning it all? I think I, I'm going with Kirk's idea. Camden. I had, no, <laughs> I think I had Somerset at the top. Would, would, really? Would, yeah, I would. Wow. They, they, you said they, they look they, – the, going all the way isn't really their thing, but I, I, they still look as strong as they need to be, so I, I do have confidence in them. Um, but, I think I think again, I think Long Island will get into the playoffs. I think would you disagree with that? No, I think they will. So they, I think they, that momentum of that at that point, Lou Four probably going, Yeah, you know, I made a lot of, made a good money in this uh business. I've had a great career. Mm-hmm. I've um I can now probably go into coaching. I think he would be a good coach. Well why don't I try to end it and then those players kinda getting that hint, maybe he'll tell them outright. They'll try to send them out on top. Well, you know it's not our opinion that matters. No. Not at all. It's, uh, we know nothing. The man to my left, your left, <laughs> and his center, Kirk. Yeah! Kirk, go! There's a lot of responsibility, but I, I put them at four simply because I know nothing about them. Okay. He doesn't and like... That's fair. He doesn't because, like ducks. Because remember, I mean, in the, in the podcast in the second half of the season, we didn't really worry about them that much. They weren't doing too good. They were down with Camden, remember? We were very surprised by yes, how well we were. they were doing in the past, and they were below Camden at a time. But so I, they, just, I just feel it's all going to click with them. Hey, I, I, I mean, they were in it. That is the thing with this, this always, league. Yeah. You never know. And that's and you can you can talk to Dave Collins all you want. You can look at the paper. He said the team looks really good on paper, but on you paper. never know until it actually comes through. I oh, am fun I back am in fun. the room again. Back in. There he is. He just, to say anything, please. All right. All right. I think he may agree. Oh, all right. all right. I am well, fun. Would you like to hear? Would you like our opinion we're on who all we the think? teams with sitcoms, and it's it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> Mike put the whole thing together. Yeah, and we we were ranking the teams as you well. You can have a microphone if you'd want. Yeah, we were ranking the teams as well, and I have the number one team uh, as Long Island that's going to win it all, in my opinion, my humble opinion. And what sitcom is that? And what sitcom was Frazier? He just punched me. <laughs> I have Lancaster as three. Oh. no, three, not one. I have Lancaster as Cheers, though. We're realists. As Cheers. <laughs> it was a sitcom. The 80s. He's just staring at us. He is. He's staring. I, I sent him into a deep depression. Oh, he's got, he, here he is. Oh, oh he didn't he say anything. Did. It's great to do pantomime <laughs> on a podcast. Obviously, Lancaster is Amish Mafia. Come on. Uh, that's not a sitcom. That's not a sitcom. You sure it is. It. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a, real, it. it's, a real, <laughs> it's a reality show. It's a reality show. Horrible show. That, that, I am fun, everybody. Sitcom doesn't stand for Sitcom doesn't stand for horrible show. I will tell you guys, I've been wa- I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. 
Good ones? Other uh, ones. Other ones. Good ones. <laughs> How did this get made? There are a bunch of them out there. A lot of after buzz TV stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Just reminding me of you guys, how much fun you guys have. But we're not this. that so good. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> during the season, I'll, uh, you will invite me to be on at some We just point. invited Absolutely. you. You, you, know. you, you no, I texted no. you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even get to hear the opening here on Bridge Street Talk. <laughs> do we still have that? Yeah, we have it. Uh, yeah. 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 You guys don't use it anymore? No, we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first show. It's on the beginning of the show, though. Okay, we don't use it, like, constantly. All right, what I were we doing? Fun. Like wrapping man, up, probably. Man. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Um, so, but, but I really liked that segment, Mike. Thank you. That well, was very good. We'll I, have to come up with uh, other segments throughout the season. Definitely. Um, so that, that we had a lot of fun with that one. Kirk helped out. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm yeah, really Kirk. excited about this next season. Oh, so are we. Thank what about you very this much current season? No. Yeah, that one should be good too. <laughs> It hasn't started yet, officially. <laughs> I guess he's right. Um, but that's going to be on, oh, when does it open? I, I think April Monday? 30th. April. No, that's that's home opener here. Yeah, home opener. Is Thank that you, what Kirk. You it's going right to, no, the season officially oh, no, opens season? in Sugarland for us um, on Thursday, the 29th, oh, 23rd of April. And I am looking at our beautiful Prince Street Talk magnetic uh, schedule. Where can you get one of those? Well, you can get it here right now, but once you listen to this, it's. <laughs> That's not going to do too But if well. you message us, we have extras. We'll send one. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, we're here at FanFest today. We got a table on the concourse, and we're going to be giving out. Probably flipped over at this point. It, most likely out of, out of fan rage. Um, but we're going to be looking. I heard Facebook out. is popular. <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow us on Facebook. No, not follow Sorry, us. Send so us. <laughs> Kirk was pointing to the Facebook. We want to say it real bad. Well, we're giving out magnetic schedules. Uh, we got a. Or uh, raffling off a of Butch Hobson signed baseball. That'd be uh, fun. So it's going to be a great day for Is us. Is that Butch Hobson's? That, I, <laughs> I was trying to figure out. Dave handed it to us in the middle of the show, and I th- I'm almost positive that's Butch Hobson. I think it starts with an S in that, though. <laughs> There's a T. I'll have to ask him to be sure. He's It's not the most Butch? coherent signature, but I'm pretty sure that's Butch. All right. Um, but uh, we're going to have a lot of fun here today, um, and it's going to be a good time. Like Mike said, if you want to get a magnetic schedule, we have anything left. Uh, give us what else do we have? Facebook business page. cards? If you want a card? If you want a card, sure. Uh, it's just not too much information on that. That's all we got. Yeah, but the, the magnetic schedules, if you want one, give us a message on Facebook. Again, Facebook.com slash Prince Street Talk. Forward backslash. Forward backslash. These <laughs> are <laughs> <laughs> the last season. <laughs> um, but again, PrinceStreetTalk.com to listen to all the uh, podcast episodes. We are on iTunes. Just search for Prince Street Talk. Um, and uh, you know, tell all your friends. You could bring- and we have a Facebook page that not only visit, like like it. And yeah, you, you can, can like you it. You can win then, things, right? And then yeah, we will have contests throughout. Isn't the that how you're going to win? Well, that's already going to happen. So. Yeah, the, but the, we'll have other contests throughout the uh, year. Probably. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we we can get Butch Hops and sign balls whenever we want. So it's it's we could probably get different people like. too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Jerry Owens, I'd like to have. That'd be great. Absolutely. All right. So anyway, long closing. Yeah. <laughs> but for Mike, Tom, and Kirk over here. Print Street Talk. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Print Street Talk. Brought to you by Big Design Company.